old acquaintance oh be forgot. Keep your eye uh, on buying tickets. Stop killing everyone. Today on the Music Universe podcast. <laughs> I got, I, you're speechless. Happy you New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How, uh, <laughs> how was your uh, end of the year? Uh, well, you know, I got scoped. They stuck mm-hmm. a tube down my throat, and don't you dare make a gay joke. But <laughs> I'll let it be. But, you know, we got that. I got that. So, you know. But you got probed. <laughs> Not the way some of y'all are thinking. Get your mind out the gutter. Um. Anyway, no, it's... It, <sighs> It's, it's a great start to 2022, guys. 2022. Great start. We're already plotting travel. You guys know about Croke Park. Oh, my I God. I think if you see our tweets, you know that we're going to Garth in Vegas for the acoustic show. Um, mm-hmm. I was adamant, buddy, that we not I not go to Vegas until the spring. I was going to take some time off. Go to Vegas in uh-huh. the spring. Go to Vegas in the spring. And see Eric Church with you. Now, we're, we are planning the going for Garth at Dolby Live, which used to be the theater at Park MGM. It's still the same venue. They yeah. just have the naming rights to it. And apparently, what do you know about this Adobe or Adobe Dolby Atmos uh, sound? Do you know anything about that? I don't know a whole lot. It's just um, Atmos it, it's, or Atmos. I guess higher. Yeah. Atmos, yeah, Dolby Atmos. It's just like a high-end uh, audio, more like a in-your-face type of uh, surround sound. Now, not every show is going to be presented in that. I don't know if the Garth show is. It's just him and his guitar, so I, I doubt it. But um, they are uh, going to unveil shows as they happen in Dolby Atmos. So it almost sound like you're in a movie theater. Um, so it's going to be an interesting... Uh, a show either way, whether they use that or not, because it's a, you know, an intimate theater and, and uh, it, it's going to be fun though. But, um, yeah, you know, once he started talking about this and I, I contacted you, I'm like, uh, he just announced or he's announcing Vegas tomorrow. And you're like, damn it. Cause you so wanted to take the time off. Yep. And then you actually, cause we, we found out the dates when he announced it, you actually had uh, that night. We found out the next morning what those dates were. You actually, though, the night I told you, had booked a hotel because it was his birthday well, weekend. Well, because I knew in anticipation right. that we knew he teased when what it was weekend it was going to be. And there's this thing, and you can read about this in the Garth Factor, which is an older book. It came out around the time he retired, uh, but it really—I yeah, think I have it. It's the most authoritative i don't know if it's authorized but it is certainly the most authoritative and comprehensive look at his career in the 90s uh there's another country music book i have that's escaping me that he's sort of the central focus and central interview on uh and says some really unique things but in the garth factor that's kind of what it's centered around is what happens when garth kind of becomes involved in in certain things and as we have seen throughout the past eight, nine years now that he's been back, uh, including the Wynn residency, which started over 10 years ago, that uh, mm-hmm. when he puts his name to something and he's doing a show, tickets are gone. Tickets are gone. 
and yeah. everywhere you could possibly think to stay every everything goes up the demand for everything goes up therefore the prices go up so well, which we learned for dub from dublin for how dublin that's working i mean that went quick i mean immediately it was announced the tickets went on sale and already people are are tweeting at the promoter saying do something about this the ticket and at dublin and irish government saying do something about this these these prices for these hotels are astronomical. So mm-hmm. Garth causes a real supply and demand issue, <laughs> and I will call it <laughs> an issue, that anytime we get the chance to stay ahead of is is real golden. Um, so as yeah. soon as he said birthday weekend, other people might not know when his birthday is. I was like, ah, okay. So I went, and I guessed it would be the weekend because he said early birthday in Vegas. So it was the weekend right prior to his birthday on Monday the 7th. So we have mm-hmm. Friday the 4th and Saturday the 5th are these concerts for Garth Brooks, the one-man show, live at Dolby Live at Park MGM. We wanted to put this out because I'm kind of amped up today because we heard about it with the Adele thing, with tickets getting up to $35,000, okay? Mm-hmm. Now the Garth Platinum... Because that's why they get so much is the platinum and then you have the resell that people buy them and then resell them for fortunes. Garth, yeah. the platinum, got up to as much as almost $2,000. I saw one for nineteen fifty. Luckily, yeah. he didn't breach two or three or 5000 Luckily. Um, a couple of people shared screenshots of some of the more expensive four-figure tags that they had. I want to be clear about something. If you listen to this and you're upset because you didn't get in and the shows are next month, do not be upset at Garth. Uh, Anybody who follows Garth knows he controls pricing as best he can in his situation where he is the promoter. Where Ben, uh, Ben Feldman, I think. No, Ben. No, it's an F last name, I think. Ben Schwartz, I think, is the promoter. Ben something or other, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the last name, and Amazon are the promoters working with Garth under his terms. This is the casino putting this on, hiring him in. They're in control. With mm-hmm. Wynn, he had a little bit more control. Uh, I think the 250 back then included taxes and fees and everything, which was really good for back then. Um, but this, no, he has no control over that. So you're going to see some backlash yeah. in the coming days against him. Uh which I don't think will be warranted. I think he will do his best that he can to work with them, to cancel some of those those scalping tickets and to maybe try to bring Platinum down. But do not blame Garth. Uh, blame Ticketmaster. Uh, blame Ticketmaster. And we love Live Nation, but this is they've been in the news a lot for some unsavory reasons. And this yeah. t- and their issues with Ticketmaster are just one of them. Those that are unaware of how the platinum works, it's supply and demand. Right. I mean, if if you're there and you're trying to get tickets, you're going to see those price increases because of the whole supply and demand thing. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I was going to say is, you know, I don't we don't know what his contract states as far as controlling the tickets, but platinum is not usually something he participates in. Mm-hmm. So you may be right. It's probably a venue thing now. I did hear that Adele, you know, said no for like the free tickets for the high rollers and stuff. I'm sure Garth has that kind of power, but again, we don't know the situation that 
involves all of that stuff mm -hmm. and that that's you know between those parties so we don't know what control anyone had as far as that goes but um i am i was annoyed i mean we were on <laughs> together both trying multiple devices to get tickets to both shows and you were and about I'm to say, leave Ticketmaster, you were about to leave you were done you know what i was done and this is i'm, I'm gonna get there but Ticketmaster, when you're you know you can't be when you're signed in trying to get tickets, which is recommended before you even try to, you know, kill time, um, you don't, they don't allow you to be on your phone and on the computer or another device at the same, for the same show at the same time. Right. You have to be one or the other. So that, I like that That's aspect. New because I was on multiple yeah. devices for Croak. So probably after Adele. Well, it's been this way. Okay. It, it's been this way, honestly, because I, I, I've had that. So it, it wants you to pick up where you left off. You got to basically give it, give one device permission to sign out of the other, whatever. And that's fine. Not a problem with that. What I had a problem with is every time. Now, I was on uh, my phone for one of the shows, computer for the other. That's perfectly fine from what I understand how it works. But... What became an issue is tickets would be showing up and then you go to select them. Suddenly it says, oh, another fan has your tickets. Right. Like, well, why were they even there to begin with? Right. You know, they, they're supposed to disappear. In a typical and then, lottery system, in a typical lottery system, what is given to you to pick from is yours. And their system right. and, and their system should be able to cut everybody else off. I guess the word, the technical word is partition so that you have a fair shot at those because we're talking maybe a three second delay between, okay, those look good. Click, you know, between getting into right. the ticket room going, oh, those look good. Click and getting them. Oh, sorry. Another fan got you to them. So why are they being offered to us if somebody else in the front of the line in front of us got them as well? And how many people are they? How many sort of virtual cashiers, if you will, virtual, um, window bays you know if you want to kind of make it like you're a grocery store checkout how many people can go up and be serviced at one time how many bays are open so if all bays have access to all tickets that are being shown you're screwing the people who waited patiently so the, the, the problem but this right. gets into the the larger discussion about Ticketmaster. Well, I'm not I'm not done yet. So Go ahead. hold on. Hold off a second. Cuz then the other thing is, there's been several times after I did snag tickets that it, it looked like it was about to load the confirmation that I could purchase and then suddenly it would say that your attempt at these tickets uh resulted in an error because you're attempting to purchase too many or something similar to that, that it, it thought I was a bot. Yeah. And all I was trying to do the whole time was purchase two tickets. And you were trying to be quick. Obviously, and this, and you have to and be. And what it was, was the system was not recognizing how quick it was, not able to accept how fast you were going. So the front end was moving right. quicker. And I'm not a techie at all. I'm just, what I know and what I can guess is this is the front end was, was working quicker than the back end. Uh, and mm -hmm. you were able to click through to your next selection before it knew that it had kicked you out and that you were a human. So all it saw was you I guess. was you trying at a rapid pace that it read was not humanly possible, based on the back right. end packet, not not 
what you were seeing on the front end. And those are the problems Ticketmaster needs yeah. to work through. The other thing is, in a couple of days, we're going to start seeing these tickets be resold through Ticketmaster. Mm -hmm. and, and I have a love-hate relationship with this because, look, I understand supply and demand. I'm okay with the fact that they did platinum for this because it's only two dates. But going back to that Adele thing, you have people now reselling on that same platform for $35,000. My opinion, they should cancel those tickets. And I think yeah. there are legitimate questions about how many hands are in the Ticketmaster pot because they take a fee from us when we purchase the real when we purchase tickets first market okay first mm -hmm. uh, retail at retail okay then they probably take a portion of the ticket sales total from the artist oh I, no doubt no doubt that's a get, or from the venue I should say from the promoter especially if they're a client and they're not a live nation venue the I don't know if Dolby Theater is a Live Nation venue or not, but I'm speaking generally. Then right. you go to resale, and I even like that they have resale on Ticketmaster because I'm going to tell. Let me let me back up a minute. It is Live Nation because that's where I got the information. Yes. Uh, press release came from Live Nation too. Okay, great. So Dolby Theater, Live Nation, but they were probably still taking their chunk of the the ticket sales. Then you can mm -hmm. then you can resell. Okay, and I like that you can resell on the platform because I remember even five or six years ago when Garth was playing Baltimore on the world tour in the stadium, and we're going to think we're Garth obsessed, but the truth is he is a very good barometer for the music industry, and we do see him. I did see him quite a bit even before I was a music journalist, uh, and my family wanted to go, and we decided late in the game that we wanted to go, so we missed the on sale, fucked it up, and... So we decided and we bought on StubHub, which is a reputable reseller. But then the show was... Are they even around anymore? Yes, they are. They're less relevant, I think, because Ticketmaster now has their own resale program. But, yeah. but they're still around. So uh, my grandmother spends way above market value for about five of us, five or six of us to go. Well, the show gets canceled because of snow. Hmm. StubHub does not refund our second market purchase, our secondary market purchase, which we agreed to that when we bought them, live and learn. Ticketmaster being the place where you, I, I don't know what their refund policy is for resales. I didn't say that. I said that to say this. Ticketmaster being a platform on which you can both buy and sell your tickets, I think is much, much safer for the buyer. Yeah. Much safer for the artist, much safer for the yeah. fan going to buy those secondary market tickets, those resold tickets. But here again, the, the, there is a fee that you pay as a reseller. You can mark up your tickets however you want. And then the buyer of the resold ticket also has to pay a fee. And savvy mm -hmm. resellers who make a career of buying and reselling tickets to desperate fans know what they would charge to make to make up for what Ticketmaster is going to take from them. But then Ticketmaster right. is also going to take from the fan. And you've experienced both sides of this. I did. When you bought our resold Carrie Underwood tickets for Vegas, did you have to pay a service fee? I did, yeah. There we go. They, they tacked on a service fee. And when I 
bought uh, Melanie Martinez tickets. Um, I bought them at the pre-sale. I paid 50 bucks for them, plus obviously the fees. And then I realized, oh, there's VIP later that week. So then I bought the VIP and I turned around and resold the $50 tickets for 100 a piece. And they took fees. Mm -hmm. Now, what was cool about that is, yes, I could make my own price, but I was reasonable with it. Right. Right. Um, what's not reasonable is the thirty five thousand. So I think, yeah, we, they have to cap that somewhere. But it, it there's fees involved that Ticketmaster keeps double, triple dipping. However, sure. you want to look at it. Into well, okay. So now that we've gone over everything about what where Ticketmaster takes over money, let's do the cliff notes. You're you're charged a fee if you are buying a ticket uh, retail. The artist is charged mm -hmm. a fee for using the service. Live Nation promoted show or not, we can presume. If we're wrong, somebody right. please correct us. You are charged a fee if you want to resell your ticket. You are charged a fee if you want to buy a resold ticket. So everybody on every end of every transaction is on top of everything paying Ticketmaster some money. And I think as they begin to offer more services, which is an objectively good thing, we need to look at the, the, the company, government regulation, whatever, needs to look at, are they pulling in too much revenue or pulling in from too many different sources and how can we get them to streamline it? Because sometimes yeah. when you go and buy a ticket from Ticketmaster, the fees can nearly double or at least get you up to 30 or 40 percent or 50 percent of what your of what you thought your total was going to be. Those those fees have some real yeah. sticker shock value to them. So it's it's important. Absolutely. And there's also some questions. Again, we love Live Nation. We have a great relationship with them. They get us into shows. But with the World thing and hey, you know, bleep happens. But there's questions about their own negligence with regard to Astroworld. So we could be seeing Live Nation coming under a government microscope mm -hmm. with regard to their sort of monopolistic practices. And hey, if you can control a market, all good for you. But the, it begs the question, why doesn't AEG have a ticket service? Why isn't the Axis ticket service capable of handling the same kind of fan demand that uh, the Ticketmaster services. Because every time Garth would go to a venue where they didn't use Ticketmaster, but they used the Axis venue, I mean, they'd have to do a second on sale. Every time. Yeah. Mr. Cuban, well, please look into this. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, with with Live Nation controlling the majority of being the largest concert promoter, we'll put it that way, that's why they're using, obviously, Ticketmaster. But AEG's venues typically use AEG um, ticketing and or access to uh, access. I know is local in Bakersfield. Uh, when I've purchased tickets here, it's been through access for the arena. Why does live nation have clients outside the live nation sphere that, that Ticketmaster as a standalone entity, a subsidiary, if you will, is the largest, is the largest ticket seller. Why is AEG not chomping into them a little bit? And also I understand they use the AEG uh, thing, but they also don't. When I went to Reba, yeah. Brooks, and Dunn, uh, which at the time was being promoted by AEG at the Coliseum five years ago, I had to switch my date. 
And I very distinctly remember calling Ticketmaster, not AEG. So AEG well, I might uses have mis- them. I might have misspoke. Right. AEG does use them. So uh, what I was trying to think of was access at the right. time. But I will say, uh, because, you know, if you go to AEG's website, um, they use Concerts West. Uh, obviously, they have Golden Voice, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Everybody pretty much uses Ticketmaster. And Ticketmaster used to be a standalone entity. Then Live Nation bought them. And now we're in all of this so-called mess with fees and confusion it's gonna and things like that it is getting and the, again not a criticism of live nation but the observation that everybody is making that adele becoming the tipping point garth today his fans even though we did the disclaimer of hey it's not garth his fans are not going to be happy seeing a 1900 dollar price tag next to his name because he has worked so hard in the 90s and in the 2010s and in to the stadium tour he has worked so hard against that that yeah. that is just way off brand for him. That is not the image he's cultivated. Fans are not going to be happy with it. And plus two, the scrutiny is uh, Live Nation with Astro World is coming under a lot of scrutiny. So they, it just might implode. I hope it doesn't implode in any way that affects artists' abilities to tour, etc. Mm-hmm. But their ability to control the market there, the grip on that is slipping, in my opinion. Right, and I wanted to preface this in some way to say, too, that, you know, we do get comps some shows. A lot of them we do also purchase such as this. Mm-hmm. This is not one that I think they're allowing media because there's um, no phones or no photo and video, so likely our phones will be put in bags. I don't know. I, I, I haven't gotten confirmation on that but that's what it's looking like and with that being the case you know either way we we paid for these tickets so there's no really obligation to write anything up although you'll probably see something that's because we enjoy doing it maybe but we'll talk about it we, on the podcast instead of writing it up because we also don't want sure. them to get upset that there is a review if they're not inviting media so you know we we have to well yeah and so it's kind of a uh catch 22 there so it, there there are things that we do get into and many things like dublin and this mm-hmm. show we are and eric and may that we actually pay for and we we have a reason for that because you know media is always limited and if there's a show we really want to see we just buy it because we want to go right and we don't want to risk not going because we don't know till sometimes the week of the show if there's even media allotment so right that's why a lot of times we buy, right? You'll hear us and we talk wanna, about buying them. And we want to give you an insight into uh, the way these work. This works for you as well. You know, if it were all just press tickets that we got into things, we wouldn't be able to report to you the actual situation. Uh, right. And what it's like in the economy of buying tickets for you to be able to go and and get your tickets. If anybody participated in the on sale two, three weeks ago at the time you're hearing this, we, we know, and we went through it with you. I even tweeted, I said, because every time we would click on a thing that it showed available, it would say, sorry, another fan beat you to it. I tweeted, I said, Mm -hmm. Hey, the last four shows we wanted to fight Ticketmaster, we had to fight Ticketmaster with, we got into. So you know what? Shove that up your another fan beat you to it. <laughs> well, and and to your comment earlier that I almost left, I you were on FaceTime, yep. we were talking, you had 2,000 plus people in front of you for both shows. 
I got in, I was on early enough where I got in right away Mm -hmm. in the waiting room with less than 2000 people on both. And I, at one point I had to, I got into the, to the, uh, February 5th show and I had to close it out. I'm like, it's not letting me secure anything because it thinks I'm a bot. So I closed it and I kept for the fourth and I told you, I'm like, I'm done. I'm leaving. I cannot secure anything. And next thing you know, it was like, boom, insane because I was able to secure two tickets and move on with the purchase of them. So thankfully, and it was in the price range we initially wanted um, but I'll tell you, and this is going back to the fact that obviously you have taxes on everything. Always, we, we typically get the insurance when offered, but a $260 ticket turns into 340 Right. After the fees and taxes. So that's the other thing. When they announced this show, they didn't announce any ticket prices. Another hundred Now we had a, we had an idea of what they were going right. to be considering. There's no, there's the right. There's no previous. actual pricing. Because they would go down as low as one thirty-seven, based on that plan. And then, yeah, it was it was insane on those. So if your and base then, of price, of course, you see that you try to get them and you can't get them, and so if then you're you're frustrated. If your base price is too, and it's kind of this airplane model that I, okay, it's sustainable for limited shows like that, but you know, and this is why the touring model exists, and this is the overall problem with residencies with limited shows, is. You want to have more supply than you do demand, which is why every time mm-hmm. Garth went into a city and uh, U2 would do this too, Eric Church would do this too, he'd end up playing two, three nights. You want to out, you want to outrun as much of the demand as you possibly can. There will always be some people a little disappointed. That's just the nature of, of entertainment. You can't get in right. if it's a really hot show. With, with Adele going to Vegas, with... I don't think we'll see this with Carrie because she's kind of open-ended with her run and it's gotten such rave markings that I think she'll be there for at least as as long as Reba Brooks and Dunn were in at the Coliseum. I think Carrie will be mm-hmm. at Resorts World. But when you have Garth doing Ryman for two nights or Ryman for one night and Opry House for two or Opry House for one and Ryman for two and then you have Adele in Vegas uh, selling out so much that tickets are in such demand that you can demand, you know, a yearly salary for just one one or two tickets. Right. You are, in essence, not serving your fans. And I'm sorry. Uh, very grateful to be going. Very grateful to have this experience. But I'm even of the opinion that Garth should have waited to do this until he could put more things on sale so that fans could get what they want. And it might be coming. Same thing with Adele. As soon as the scalpers started getting into the five digits, if it's if it's the weekends with Adele residency, just book out more weekends. Good Lord, how amazing is it that you're at a port a part in your career, a point in your career, where you can just put down roots in Las Vegas for twenty weekends a month, fifteen weekends a month, and they will flock to you and. All that money they're willing to pay for tickets, they would surely put towards their travel. So mm-hmm. when you start doing this model, and if you don't do it with a fan-centered focus of, if we sell out, here's what we're going to do to make sure the most amount of people can get in, platinum or not, because I understand supply and demand, y- you're doing it wrong. 
I expected there'd be more Ryman dates. I expected Adele to announce more Las Vegas dates. This idea of artificially inflating demand, because that's what it is. It's artificial. You're going to get another opportunity to see Garth do his acoustic show. You're, there's going to be more Adele weekends. But just to sit it there, especially with Adele, just to keep it there, not announce more dates, and let the prices inflate and say nothing, that is despicable to me. Absolutely despicable to me. And I put it on the artist. I don't put that on Ticketmaster. I don't put that on Live Nation. I put that on the artist saying, eh, fuck it. I've made enough money. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't agree with this model of putting residencies on sale. With Garth, I'm pretty sure these two shows, as well as the Nashville ones, are a precursor to something that's coming in fall of 22. That's now, exactly my point. For sure. That's I'm agreeing with well, you. Well, just, but, but hold on a second. By doing these two... He's testing the waters. Now, I we know, we know, we know they're going to sell. He doesn't need to test the sell. waters on anything. He's Garth Brooks. Same with Adele. Well, we know that, but, but just, okay. I'm, I'm trying to There are a bunch of mums who defensive sit Defensive here. There are a bunch of empty nister mums who sit at home with their five cats who love Adele. Of course they're going to come. Like, right, but not everybody can travel either, okay? So Dolby Live seats 5,200. Now, I don't know. They say limited seating so i it doesn't sound like they were selling to capacity and i don't get that right so they could do a Except second way to make the demand they could, yeah, sound, there, yeah there will probably be the ability to do a walk-up and I'll, I'll tell you why vegas loves their walk-ups they love their ticket resellers um so i think you will see as we get into february into 22 you will see this for whatever reason, I think these are a way to keep entertainment going yep. while the stadium tour is kind of on pause right now. It's a way to get fans in seats. It's a easy payday, whatever. I mean, you know, th this is this is a job to them, of course. of course. Now, it's a very well-paid job, but it is what it is. As far as the uh, Adele tickets, yeah, I don't know why she hasn't said anything because she was supposed to only allow fan club members or verified ticket master members, whatever it was, to buy the tickets. There was no general on sale. Mm -hmm. So how they were able to get through the cracks or whatever, plus I, I'm sure there was a, a limit. For Garth, there was a six-ticket limit. Now, I think that's a little much when the tickets are limited to begin with because a lot of people, like you said will end up buying that that limit and then maybe they keep two maybe they turn around and sell the others now i did see an article that i i did not um, report but about 20 percent of all concert tickets go unused and that includes resales yeah so people are not really open to buying all this i have an example of that on a microcosmic level i went to see on the night it opened and because movie, I'm a Regal Pass subscriber, so movies are a very cavalier thing to me. I'll, I'll pay maybe 50 cents to reserve something in advance. But other than that, on the app, or if you walk up and do it and have them scan your QR code at the box office, it's free. If you want to reserve in the app, it's 50 cents. So I, I pay, don't pay more than 50 cents for my tickets. I went to Spider-Man, and I did not realize how rabid... It would everybody would be to get out of the house because movies here in D.C. have been open since June. So I didn't mm -hmm. realize how on a Thursday night crazy it would be. So the only ticket left was uh, row A. 
very front row. And the woman was like, if you have Regal Pass, you should just, just come back. I'm like, well, let me in. Because I just come back on Sunday and you'll see it. I said, well, let me in. Because seats go unused. I'm thinking seats go unused. And sure enough, I had to move a couple of times. But I finally settled in a seat that for all the world had been sold. But whoever they were, and it was clearly a couple that had bought seats. Maybe they broke up or something. I don't know. Um, but there were a pair of two seats went unused. And about 10 minutes in, I'm like, okay, they're not coming. Because if they're this late, they're just going to buy tickets and go again. So yeah. any place your tickets are unused, it's 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 incredible. It's incredible. So, yeah, but to fork out the kind of money people fork exactly. out for that, concert tickets that's and why it's, not to use yeah. them. Yeah, and then I mean this this secondary market. I mean there there's got to be some something that they they have to look into to fix that, and that that is to not just because I've used it on both sides of it and I did profit off the tickets. But to me, that's legal scalping. Well, that's a that's an interesting proposition and it's an interesting data proposition. And I'm not a math guy, but is it fair to say that of any given crowd, 20%, which is a very high number, will encounter some kind of emergency that precludes them from using their tickets? Seems like a very high number. Very, very high number. May not be an emergency. Maybe they just... Couldn't make travel arrangements or, uh, heaven forbid, they forget. But I've, I've seen tweets where people had tickets hanging up on their refrigerator or something. And they just forgot about them. Oh, sure. Oh, so, sure. I mean, it, it's a combination of things, I'm sure. But th that is a high number. I mean, 20% of, a, you know, 50,000 is, you know, quite a bit there. So, I don't, I don't know. All of this to say that if 2021 was about concerts returning... 2022 is going to be about the way for us. I'm noticing a theme that 22 is going to be about the way that concert promoters, ticket sellers, artists are adapting to a new post-COVID, mid-COVID, post-COVID marketplace because we go mid and post every other week. You know, mask mandate, mm -hmm. no mask mandate, mask mandate, no mask mandate. So... It'll be very interesting in the face of all the bad press that they're having to see what Live Nation does uh, to correct certain ticketing issues, to correct certain promotional issues. It'll be interesting to see how artists respond to fan demands going into 22, because it's not just in Vegas. Tours everywhere, people want to get back to seeing shows. So yeah. this year, I think the, the focus will be on how is the economy of tickets, as I'll call it, adapting to this new hunger and demand and adapting to the new technologies. And right now, Ticketmaster choking a little bit. But it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do. So, Well, it is. But to, to wrap with uh, that, Vegas is a place that uh, we already know they lose money on hiring entertainers. Oh, so sure. the Platinum is a way to kind of gain gain that back and who knows if the artist gets a kickback on that as well they might just get their flat fee who knows but um you know it's going to be interesting hopefully um something is done about it because um you know not everybody can afford the opportunity to see an artist that you know costs 300 dollars, but they want to mm -hmm. you know should they you know but you know that that's also entertainment you know you you pay what you feel someone's worth and if you don't feel they're worth that or just can't mm -hmm. you know there's other avenues Yes. All righty. 
Well, hope everybody had a great New Year's and Christmas and uh, glad we're back. And uh, who knows who our next guest will be. We're working on some, but we just uh, we had to jump on here and talk about our experience here. And uh, if you have them, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Just tweet us. Well, for the Music Universe podcast, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy. Thanks for listening. And hit that subscribe, like, and share button. And check us out at themusicuniverse.com. Take care.